Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. We are so excited to welcome you to our first ever Donut Box Podcast. This is the inaugural episode, and you guys are definitely OG listeners. So if you've never been an OG before of anything, consider yourself one now of the Donut Box Podcast. That is probably like the lamest thing you've probably ever said. Just saying. That is like so white for you to say. There's got to be something lamer than I said. Well, why don't you explain to them what the actual Donut Podcast Box Podcast is? Well, I will say this. Uh, we used to come out with uh, some creative works back in the day I will say that Um, and one of them was a very popular donut shop um, and we named it that and we wanted to name the podcast that but you know copyright trademarks all that sort of thing so we don't want to get sued over something that we're just having fun with so the thing about it is uh, we called it the donut box so take what you will and you can go ahead and um figure out which donut place it was probably but we have been friends chris and i for a very long time um since 2003 2004 time frame so um we've been doing a lot of creative works since then um we're super excited because we're adults now we have the proper equipment um not recording on a very low grade webcam (laughs) for for movies and such which Uh, We will spare you showing you our original works. Um, We will spare you from that because um, although they are funny to us, I don't know if the quality is so great. Well, so our our basically our donut box podcast is just to bring comedy and lightheartedness. You know, you know, we'll talk about different topics, you know, the jail report, you know, do improv and just trying to make people laugh and whatnot. And so each each segment is a different donut um, out of the box. So. Our first donut is definitely old-fashioned. Um, I'm not a fan of old-fashioned donuts, personally. Personally, definitely not. Uh, that's not my first choice if we're going to the donut shop uh, where we're going to put in the box. But uh, for our sakes here, it's it's going to be that. So how we're going to format this is each segment is going to be a different donut out of the box. So the first one out of the box is old-fashioned, which is a story from our past. And I'm going to hand it over to Chris for the very first one here. So... It was probably 2007. I was 13, so if you are good at math, then you probably figure out how old I am. Uh, but it was I was 13 in the seventh grade, and Micah calls me up, and he was like, "Dude, he was like, you got to check out this new movie. It's so good. My parents went and took me and saw this movie. It's called I Am Legend. It's got Will Smith in it. It's great." And I was like, "Well, I gotta I gotta ask my parents because my parents were a little bit more strict than his, and." Uh, you know, my parents didn't let me watch a lot of movies with cussing in it. And so back then, there weren't that many movies that, you know, had if they had cussing in it, it was like PG-13, which this movie was PG-13. But I think my parents like reviewed it and only had like the D word or the H word, which is like a big deal for them. Yeah, absolutely. And if I remember correctly, I think there was three total words and um, just a little bit of background. Um, we, we went to a church that was labeled non-denomination. Um, however, it was more of a Pentecostal view set or uh, Assemblies of God uh, background. So it was definitely a um, compressed society, if you will, as far as what you can have. Um, 
I will say this. I even remember, you know, Chris's parents wouldn't let him watch That's So Raven because you could see the future, you know, even Disney Channel shows, different things like that. But, um, you know, things like that tended to happen. Yeah, I mean, no- nothing like against my parents. They just were like pretty strict about what what we watched. And so I asked my mom, I was like, hey, mom, can I go see this movie um, with Micah? My mom was pretty cool. And she was like, well, what's it rated? And I was like, PG-13. And uh, she was like, well, is there any cussing in it? And I was like, yeah, I looked on the review online and there's a couple of cussing where she was like, well, Christopher, she was like, you're not 13 yet. I think it was like August before my birthday and my birthday was in October. She was like, she was like, you're not 13 yet. She was like, so you're not going to see this movie. So I remember my dad telling a story about how him and his brothers used to like spend all day at the movie. So they buy one ticket to one movie and then they would just movie hop, which nowadays you really can't because there's like reserved seating and stuff. So I came up with the bright idea. I think we kind of both came up with the bright idea. We, <laughs> there were segments of each idea that kind of came together all at one. Uh, we were, so, you know, I don't know if movie theaters now have full blown arcades, but this one did. And so we were at the arcade and, uh, it, it was a it was perfect it was perfect how we set it up yeah so uh what we did was so my mom and my brother you know i told my mom i was like hey let, i want to go see a movie with micah and she was like what movie and i was like alvin and the chipmunks i lied to her i was like we're gonna go see alvin and the chipmunks and she was like okay well me and your brother are gonna go see probably national treasure i think it was national treasure too yeah, and so we picked a start time of alvin and the chipmunks that started before national treasure too and we lined it up perfectly because I Am Legend started after National Treasure 2. So we went and we saw the first 10 minutes of Alvin and the Chipmunks. And we waited for my mom's movie, National Treasure 2, to start. And then we snuck in to I Am Legend. Oh, and here's the best part, too. We figured out, we looked at the movie times and we figured out that Alvin and the Chipmunks was actually longer by about 30 minutes than National Treasure 2 was. So we knew that... Um, you know, we could watch I Am Legend, get out of there, and still be able to go back to Alvin and the Chipmunks before they got out of National Treasure 2. Yep. So they did. We did. Uh, we we got away with it. My mom didn't suspect a thing. And what was great was we saw the beginning and we saw the end of the movie. So when my mom asked how the movie was, we basically told her the beginning and the end. And we got away with it. Listen, we thought we were the, the baddest most you know just devious people on the planet that was the biggest secret for the longest time because we had you know not only successfully did this but we did it right under somebody's nose and they didn't even know we had this whole plan out and everything and uh i mean i will say for our age that was pretty well thought out. yeah so uh fast forward two weeks (laughs) i'm it's last period in class and i'm sitting in math class and my my teacher she uh gave us time to do our homework and uh, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear, uh, you need to tell your mom about sneaking to the movies, sneaking behind her back. And I looked around, and I thought it was my boy Demetrius, and I was like, yo, D, I was like, what did you just say to me? He was like, bro, you're tripping. He was like, I didn't say nothing. I was like, D, quit playing with me, dog. I was like, quit playing with me. I was like, what did you say? And he was like, I didn't say nothing. So then I hear it again. I was like, you need to tell your mom, you know, that you snuck into that movie theater. I said, D, quit playing with me, bro. He was like, dude, I promise you I didn't say nothing. So this time I'm staring at him the whole time and I hear, you need to tell your mom what you did. And he wasn't talking. And I that was the first time God ever spoke to me. He ever spoke to me. So my mom 
she picks me up after school and I'm dreading it. I'm doing the walk of shame, walking the green mile. And, uh, I said, mom, I need to tell you something. She's like, what is it? And my mom is like the sweetest lady. She's such a, she's a typical Southern Christian lady. I'll vouch for it. I love her to death. She's, she's great. Yeah. So she's, I'm just like, mom, I snuck behind your back and I went, to, I didn't go see Alvin and the Chumlings. I went to see I Am Legend and my mom was just like, my mom never got mad. It was one of those, I'm more disappointed in you than I'm mad. She's like, well, Christopher, she was like, that just breaks my heart. She was like, that makes me so sad. She was like, now tell me the truth. Did Micah peer pressure you into doing this? And I was like, well, kind of. And she was like, that's why I always pray for you boys to pick good friends. And she was like, that's why I always tell you, you need to pick your friends wisely. And guess what? My mom didn't let me go watch a movie for a very, very long time. Well, it was probably like two years, I think. I think it was two years before I went to go see a movie by myself. So that's the story about how we uh, snuck into I Am Legend. I Am Legend is definitely a great movie. And uh, would you say it was worth it, Chris? Yeah, but unfortunately, that wasn't uh, the only time we we made some deceptions. So do you want to tell them about the, do you want to tell them about the other time? So part B, uh, fast forward a few years and, uh, we are very, we were working very hard for, for church, you know, and, um, and we, we were serving on several ministries and everything and not going to lie to you. We, we got a little burnt out as far as how much we were doing. We, um, you know, we were ushering, we were working in the back, we were doing all sorts of stuff, but, um, Always at the church. Always at the church. That was that was really the thing about it. And and here's kind of the thing too, you know, the the growing up in that church, it kind of they kind of preached that if you if you really love God, you'll be serving more. The way that you prove that you love God is is how is how much you serve. And so you know, we were always at the church, and there were certain pastors that we would even avoid because the only time they would come talk to us was to ask us to serve or to, to help out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, whenever you deal with that and you deal with that week in and week out, you you find ways to um, go do your own thing. Um, and you know, this next story is a prime example. We, being young men at the time, sixteen, seventeen, my boy Chris had a car. Um, a white Buick. Gotta love, gotta love the Buick. That was that was a good car. He saved up his money from working at Chuck E. Cheese for that car, and uh, we we decided, all right, we uh, we're gonna skip service one one week, and uh, we had some time on our hands, and so where did we did we decide to go? We decided to go to Hooters. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you know the thing about it was. Hooters, why why Hooters? Well, you know, it was 11 o'clock right when they opened up. Um, there was nobody there besides us. We got all the attention in the world. They didn't remember us from week to week. At least they didn't ask like they did or act like they did. And what happened after that? Um, we not only went to Hooters that week. We went to Hooters, uh, I would say, almost every week. If it wasn't Hooters, it was somewhere we would be like where do you feel like eating today and we'd be like oh we'll go to cc's or we'll go to hooters and like we would like just sneak out and we would have to be we would be scheduled to serve and right before we were supposed to show up we just dip out we just we just dip out and um the thing the thing about hooters is um we would always tell them it was our birthday and you know how hooters they always uh make a little something special when it's your birthday and so 
Um, I wish I still had the pictures because there was, you know, several times, that, you know, I think one time they give us a calendar. They, uh, they like danced around us one time. Um, what was the other one? It was like the apron. Hey, with hey, the- hey, 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 <laughs> hey, bro. Don't, uh-uh, don't put that out there, bro. Don't put that out there. I'm sorry. We were there for the chicken wings. Yeah, we were there for the chicken wings. We were there for the chicken wings. Like everybody else. And, yeah. And so the thing about it is uh, the the best part is there was one occasion. And, you know, I really hope that my family is not listening to this because I don't think they know this story, too. But there was one time that we walked in with some Hooters cups. And uh, my grandfather was in town, uh, no longer with us. But uh, he... He sees the Hooters cups, and this was a very religious, stoic man. And he looks at the Hooters cups, and he looked at us, and he said, "Why didn't you invite me?" <laughs> and he, he was he was he was dead serious about it too. He was dead serious about it too. Why didn't you bring me? And we were like, um, "I didn't think you'd want to go." And he's like, "What do you mean I wouldn't want to go?" And um, well, I mean, we did grow up, and. Uh, Needless to say, I don't skip church to go to Hooters. I don't skip church to go to Hooters either, because uh, let's just be real, the chicken wings ain't all that. Nope, they think they all that in a bag of chips. They ain't even the grease on the side of the bag. I'm telling you that right now. Agreed, especially for the price. Well, that was our old-fashioned segment, and Micah, do you want to tell them about the next donut? What next donut are we going to bring out of the box? Oh, man, the next donut out of the box is going to be the jelly donut. Which this one is going to be our weekly jail report. Now, there are some interesting stories in the jail report, as we all know. This week's is the story of a lady named Sandra. We're not going to say the full names, just for disclosure. But we will say this. This this lady named Sandra was arrested and charged with cruelty to children for forcing a child to drink hot sauce whatever he used vulgar language on the bus. So it was like the equivalent of like washing your mouth out with soap. Except the the lady held the kid down and what? put Tabasco sauce in the kid's mouth. So what like was she charged with? She was charged with cruelty to children. Wow, that's crazy. Um but so uh as descripted by a witness, she grabbed the boy's hair in an attempt to put hot sauce in their mouth picked the, the victim up off the floor by the arm and the leg and placed him on a table and forced the accused to then wear a dress because he would not drink the hot sauce. That's pretty br- brutal, man. That That is pretty brutal. I know my mom washed my brother's out, mouth out with soap, but I don't know. Would you make your kid drink hot sauce, though, if he was saying vulgar language? Now, that's a hard one because, you know, today's climate is definitely different than what it used to be. Now, I, do I agree with, you know, grabbing the boy's hair and yanking his head back and trying to make him, you know, force Tabasco sauce down the kid's throat? Absolutely not. But the thing about it is, uh, you know, if the kid's using vulgar language, I'm definitely going to take something into account. Um Call me old-fashioned, but I'm more of a, uh, you know, I think uh, the belt definitely works. Yeah, the belt definitely works. I think I think 
holding the kid's head back and making him wear a dress. I think that's where, I mean, that kid is definitely going to need some therapy. You know, and the kids in elementary school, this kid was, you oh, know, seven years old. Oh, that is, that's, that's pretty bad. That's, that's, that's child abuse. Um, apparently she's out $4,600 bond, uh, which I thought was fairly low. I mean, I, I don't know what it normally would be for something like cruelty to children, but at the same time, um, 4,600 bo- bond. So if she like paid a bail's, bail bondsman don't they do like 10 percent? so it'd be like 460 bucks um the good thing about the the jail report here is they have some uh some people on the street uh chime in for this so somebody named tammy came and said neither i my parents nor my grandparents have ever or would ever do some stupid crap like that period we got our butts whooped a million times but that's the good old-fashioned way that was what tammy said about that um and then someone named melissa said um, I did have two biters and a spitter. I put a dab of hot sauce on their tongues. It stopped from happening. So I believe spanking their behinds when needed. But if this makes me a bad mom for putting hot sauce on their tongues, then so be it. So wow. obviously, you know, there's some mixed opinions there as far as is that good or bad. Um, personally, I think it's a bit much. I think it's I think it's a little little overkill for for what they were probably trying to go for there. But. <clears throat> and where and where was this lady at? Where is she at? She was in Hepsiba. Oh, okay. Georgia. If y'all don't know where Hepsiba is, it's like Augusta, um, but it's like the redneck part of Augusta. So it's like its own little town, um, yeah. own little suburb, I guess. Um, it's definitely the redneck part. But I don't know. My my dad whooped me with the belt all the time. Um, you know, my mom uses spatula sometimes. Um, and you know, as, as, as I needed it, you know, to be disciplined, but I don't, and like I said, she washed my brother's mouth out with soap. Um, but you know, putting hot sauce, I think, I think maybe like if they were voluntarily doing it, but if you're like just forcing hot sauce. Well, and then uh, to, to do the humiliation factor of whenever the kid wouldn't open the mouth up with hot sauce after you're trying to yank them around and then it's like, all right, you're putting a dress on. I mean, that's... Oh, I mean, I would hum- humiliate my kid 100% because, you know, some kids respond better to that, but I would definitely not put a dress on. I mean, that's that's like way over the line. Yeah. Well, that is... Is that all we have for the jail report? Uh, this week, yeah. Okay. We're, we, we'll probably add more as we go on, but uh, the inaugural episode, we definitely wanted to talk about that, you know, see kind of people on the street what they thought about the same thing well i mean you know the jail report you never know what you're gonna find there's always so many interesting stories on the jail report you just never know but uh so that's the end of our 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 jelly donut so why don't you tell them what our next segment is so our next segment is going to be uh the donut hole which is we're gonna go into um a sports story from the past and uh today's is interesting probably some that um you know a name that a lot of people know but not for for this incident in particular um so the next donut out of the box is going to be regarding michael vick this one he was with atlanta not his second stint after all the fun stuff happened so you know him with atlanta was definitely a rocky road um something else about uh, the two of us, we we both lived in Georgia for a long time. Chris is from there. And um, so we, we lived in the Augusta area. And so we, you know, a lot of, lot of stuff about the Falcons. Yeah, I remember growing up watching uh, Michael Vick. Michael Vick was like, 
Um, I mean, the main quarterback that we all watched, um, you know, after, if you don't know about Michael Vick and, you know, his, his thing that he went through, um, research him. Um, cause we don't, we're not really going to get into that, but what we're going to get into is, is some funny stuff, um, that I remember watching growing up. So I, I just remember, so it was, uh, you know, it was in the Georgia Dome and, and, you know, that's something else about growing up in Georgia. You, you know what the Georgia Dome is and it, it's something about the Georgia Dome too. Um, I can, you know, it's demolished now. They have a whole new stadium in Atlanta, but I can still see the inside of the Georgia Dome. I can still see the outside of the Georgia Dome. Like you say the Georgia Dome and I can think of it. And partially, you know, I think about Michael Vick running up and down the field, you know, at, at the Georgia Dome. But uh, in this in particular, um, this is one of Michael Vick's low periods with the Falcons. He was not exactly happy. They were going, I believe that season they went, you know, three and 13, I think it was not a very good year for them, but they, you know, um, there was just a handful of fans remaining after a game in the Georgia dome and the Falcons lost to the saints, big division rival, um, 31 to 13 and Michael Vick, um, was getting heckled by, you know, the few fans that were in the stadium. And, I, you know, that'll be something I'll never forget. Just like, uh, well, I won't say that in case we have to do that for another podcast, but um, another obscene thing at a Super Bowl. I, I could just remember Michael Vick turning and he double flipped off with God and everybody watching. You know, the camera's on him as he's walking off the field. And he double flips off the fan, starts cussing them out, all this stuff. And I just remember being... You know, you're you're so shocked, and you know, I don't I don't know personally today. I don't know if that would be as big of a thing. I definitely think it would be news. Don't get me wrong, but at this point, I mean, that was that was huge. That was you know, uh, you know, that was a character thing. You know, nobody wants their starting quarterback to flip off their own fans. Well, I mean, I think even now, like, they would probably get a fine, but now just people are like, oh, he flipped somebody off. Like, they do that in movies now. Like, it's just kind of no thing. It's just not really even a big deal. And so I remember when I saw it, I didn't, like, actually see it live, but I saw the news story on it, and <laughs> it had two of his dirty birds, two of the middle <laughs> dirty birds um, blurred out because <laughs> it was censored, um, of course. But I remember seeing that and be like, man. That guy give him the double birds, and I remember my dad. My dad, you know, my dad, he kind of talked in a way like, you know, you could kind of understand him, but he was kind of soft spoken, kind of talk like this, and uh, he was like Christopher. He was like, I don't know about that Michael Vick. He's no character. It's all about character. Talent will keep you on the field. Talent will get you on the field, but character will keep you on the field. And I was like, okay, dad. So it just, it was such a such an obscene thing, and. You know, to that point, um, I still to this day don't really know of a sports story where a starting quarterback of, of his caliber, because I will say this, Michael Vick at that time was a superstar. I mean, he was, you know, certain players give off certain vibes. And I will say around this time, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, he really was like the Allen Iverson. He kind of had that Allen Iverson mode about him because he was such a unique talent. Uh, Allen Iverson was a talent that literally 
you know, was unprecedented in the NBA. Nobody had seen anything like that, and he had a style like nobody had ever seen. Michael Vick was the same way. Well, to kind of expound on that, and and many of you may not be knowing what he's talking, but you, rushing QBs, rushing quarterbacks were not a thing. Like, you know, everybody, you know, in college and and in the NFL now, they the quarterback can get out of the pocket, can make a rush. And, they're all athletes. Yeah, they're all athletes. You know, back in the day, the quarterback was supposed to stay in the pocket not move out of the pocket unless he was about to, you know, get sacked. But Michael Vick was one of those. He was a running quarterback, and, you know, only him and Donovan McNabb, and I think, was it Dante Culpepper? Dante Culpepper, but the only thing about Dante Culpepper is he was such a big-bodied guy to the point where he, you know, when he rushed, he was more of a, um, you know, he's going to drive right through you. He's going to truck you kind of thing. He's, you know, he's trying to get through you. Michael Vick, you know, the best way that I can describe him is he was quick. He was shifty. Like literally, you know, you could have three guys on him and somehow he figures out to twist and move to get out of that situation. And what should have been a five yard loss ends up being a 20 yard gain. And so he was such a unique talent. And I remember the whole state of Georgia. I mean, Heck, going to elementary school, everybody had a Michael Vick jersey. Everybody did. Everybody loved Michael Vick. I mean, it was one of those things to where I remember when this incident happened, the talk was, you know, that was a betrayal. That was really a betrayal of how much the city of Atlanta loved him. And and then for him to, to flip off fans like that, that was almost just that ultimate betrayal of, um, you know, again – that character coming out and you know nobody wants to see their starting quarterback flip off their own fans now if they're in new orleans and they're flipping off new orleans fans that's one thing but i mean right well i mean you know and and we won't delve into it but i i remember it was it was such a and i remember going to school when michael vick had that big incident that happened not the flipping off the fans but the big thing that he's probably famous for um when that happened, it was kind of a divide in my school because there were some people that were like, oh, burn your Mike Vick, Mike Vick jerseys. And then other people were like, no, we need to stand behind Mike Vick and we need to support him. And I remember I went up to this kid and I was like, why are you wearing that Michael Vick jersey? He's not a good dude. And he was like, well, does that have anything to do with him as a player? I like him as a player. And I was like, you know what? You know, you have a point there. I see your point. Um, but like he said, Michael, Michael Vick was the sad part about Michael Vick is he was really before his time and he was really on the cutting edge of the rushing quarterback and, and Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb, who ironically played for the Eagles, which were Michael Vick went to after he came back and, you know, got better, you know, they, they were before their time and, you know, everybody was like, Oh, they're so flashy. Oh, they're just showing showboating. They're showing off when really they were kind of on the cutting edge of, 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 of a quarter, quarterback. And this is this is really rabbit holing on, on this subject, but you're you're absolutely right. They were before their time as far as, you know, that rushing quarterback and, you know, um, I'm not gonna call any names of any coaches or anything, but really, you know, even now we're we're starting to develop in the pros a more college approach as far as rushing quarterbacks, doing more read options, doing option passes, things like that. Which, if that was happening in the times of Michael Vick, first ballot Hall of Famer, guaranteed. Because he would have literally had, I mean, umpteen dozen passing yards and umpteen dozen rushing yards. Because this was the guy 
who could not only turn a negative play into a positive play, rush like nobody's business, but also chuck it 50 yards down the field if he had to. And, you know, a lot of times hybrid quarterbacks in that age, which were few and far between. I mean, Donovan McNabb could throw it far, but the thing about Donovan McNabb, he was known for the short check down stuff. He really wasn't known for chucking it downfield. So it's it's just really hard because it's it's one of those things to where I don't think coaching was necessarily – up to that level and I mean heck at that time they were still using a fullback in the NFL oh, yeah. you know the I formation was a big thing interesting Michael Vick I remember the story so that that was interesting donut hole double flipping off fans well we kind of went down a rabbit hole with the donut yeah. hole kind of a thing but that's okay there's nothing wrong with that but all I'm saying is you get me talking about sports it won't stop quick that's okay bro <laughs> that's okay so uh I'll let you I'll let you introduce the next the next donut well, it's not really a donut, I don't think. This is uh, this is more of a, a, a different segment, but uh, we're going to move into what really fries my donuts. So <laughs> if you've ever watched the show Family Guy, um, there is a, you know, Peter at one point had a segment called What Really Grinds My Gears. What really fries my donuts is the same thing. It's something in society that really, really gets under our skin and fries our donuts. And uh, Chris has got one today. I actually have two. Uh and I will try to keep them brief, but, um, and let me, let me preface this first one. Okay. You know what really fries my donuts? You know what really fries my donuts? What really fries your donuts? What really fries my donuts is these, these dudes, they're males. Okay. Um, I don't really want to call them men because that's, that's more of a, uh, and don't worry. I'm not like gender hating or anything like that. I'm just pointing out an observation. There are certain situations where, you know, everybody has a different situation. But these dudes, these dudes, they sit at home. They don't have no job. They're not going to school. They're not working on anything. They just sit at home and they play the game all day while their girlfriend or wife or whoever it is, they go out and make the money. Now, like I said, let me preface this. Is it preface or preface? Okay, preface this. Pre I don't know. I always read it as preface. Whenever I read a book, it's like preface. <laughs> it's like preface. Okay, but let me preface this by saying it's one thing if if you know your man he lost his job, you know he's he's trying to get back on his feet, or if he's in school and you know, or he's working towards building his own business yeah, or something like. Or or if like you know he he lost like his mom or his dad and he needs some time to grieve and stuff like that. That's okay. But these are the dudes that they have no drive, no umption, no want to to try to do something. They just sit. And they're basically leeches. They're they're mooches. That's that's basically what they are. They just mooch off their girlfriend. Their girlfriend goes to work. Their girlfriend pays the bills. Their girlfriend uh, has the car, and they borrow the car, you know. And they're sitting back with their with their chair leaned back, and and just driving their girlfriend's car, probably to go cheat on her, more or less. You know, it's like, bro, pull your chair up so you can go look for a job. And I'm not I'm not saying race, nothing like that. I'm just talking about type of di- yee yee looking haircut, the little bowl cut with your goofy looking Magnum PI mustache over there playing the game while your girlfriend's out there slaving, and then you still expect her to come home, take care of the kids wash the dishes and then you know be intimate with you and 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 to take care of everything it's like dude like as a man you're supposed to help take care of uh, share the responsibilities you know like i said it's one thing if you if you're just sitting at home and and you just lost your job you're actively looking for a job but it's another thing when you are actively taking advantage of that and you know what ladies you you deserve someone that's better than that and guys you need to you need to man up and to stop putting so much weight on your girl and that's what really, really fries my donuts. And I'll say this. I'll add one thing to that. 
the thing about it is, you know, yes, that happens a ton, um, especially it seems like with guys too. But listen, ladies be doing it too. And the thing is, what we need to be promoting in life is we need to be promoting symbiotic relationships. And if you don't know what a symbiotic relationship is, that's in nature whenever, you know, two life forms, you know, use each other. It's also give and take, though. You know, they take from them, but they also give back. And what I see too much in society nowadays, personally, that fries my personal donuts, is the fact that people don't take the initial steps to be fair to the other person and really fill in that gap. Well, the thing is, is, you know, and, and, and it's not just for, it's not just for guys, but like you said, it's for girls too, but like people that just baby them and like take care, you know, you know, right. And, they want a mom. They don't and, want to. The real thing is I, I see it a lot more in, in men than I see it in women, but oh, the, absolutely. But these boys that are like mom, mommy took care of them. Like you nailed, nailed it right on the head. They want a mom, and ladies, you know, you're not there to be his mom, and and guys, you're not there to be her dad. You're you're there to you know grow together, to love each other, and it should be like he said, a give and take. Um, you know, if one person is putting in a hundred and no one's putting in zero, then that's not good. Each everybody should be putting in one hundred. Um, every day and that, and that's just kind of how I feel about it so that's the first thing that fries my donuts the second thing that fries my donuts is and this is where you know I got the whole rant from is I was watching um, you know Hulu and I saw a commercial and it was on Disney plus and it was for uh, Home Alone and it was basically like shot for shot remake of this Home Alone movie and it looked like the same antics, the same traps, the same comedy, goofy. I mean, the kid had a British accent. That was the only thing that was different. But I'm sitting here like, how unoriginal is it in Hollywood now? Think about it. Everything that you watch on TV or movies, it's just a reboot. It's a remake or it's like a sequel. You know, I'm like, it's one thing if you're taking an old movie. Like, for example, West Side Story is coming out. If you've never seen West Side Story, it's a great musical. It's coming out, but the trailer looks like a shot-for-shot shot remake. And I'm like, why do we need that? What's wrong with the original? Why can't we just leave it how it is? Why do we have to... We're playing on this cash grab of nostalgia, and people are buying into it. People are like, oh, yeah, this worked great in the 80s. It's like, yeah, it worked great in the 80s because it was an original idea. I'm not seeing... T and the movies that do have good original ideas, they're flops. There's not good any story writing. I feel like Hollywood is just so tired and they're making remakes. I mean, we're what? On Fast and Furious 20 now? Like, they're in space? Like, it's basically Star Wars at this point. Well, I, and the thing is, you know, no hate on, uh, on Fast and Furious fans, but the thing about it is if you go back to the very, very first Fast and Furious or even the second one, I mean, you know... It, we're definitely in different times when it comes to these movies. We're, we're into action films. It's not about the cars. It's not about, you know, what it was originally about, about racing and, you know, the side stories and things like that. I mean, to your point, I even think that uh, commercials have gotten the same way. I mean, we're seeing commercials now. I, I saw an Eminem commercial, and don't get me wrong, holiday tradition commercials or something. But the, the thing about it is I'm seeing commercials that I saw 10 years ago, Geico commercials I've seen 10 years ago. And, you know, the thing about it is it's, it's all about that nostalgia factor. We don't necessarily have to come out with anything new. We just have to come out with something that people will relate to. And I, I don't know. The thing about it is I feel like it, just like you said, Hollywood is out of originality. We're, we're into a phase to where it's 
nothing but well it, it's come to the point where it's not about entertainment anymore it's about making money which i get you want to make money but the the most of the people that are your target median audience is 35 to 40 and those are millennials people that grew up in the 80s and 90s so why not play to their nostalgia why not you know do that for a cash grab you know you look at these live action disney remakes yeah great you know look at all the ice ages i remember the first i don't think i've seen more than you know, and, and more than the second one. I don't think I've even seen the second one. But at the same time, it's like, come on, man. Like, give us an original idea. But people are, are, are sheep and they're fickle and, and they'll buy into it. So that, that that's what really fries my donuts. And I know that was a long rant, but, you know, this is what this segment is for. It's just to to rant. Go off of what we're saying and what uh, what personal opinion, what what needs to change a little bit in society just because we've we've gotten lethargic with some things, especially things like that. Um, I think we've we've gotten lethargic on that. I mean I mean to add one more thing, I've I've seen like MMA stuff with, you know, Bellator and stuff like that where it's like Tito Ortiz fighting, you know, somebody again and I'm just like, man, I even heard Mike Tyson had a fight not too long ago and nothing against Mike Tyson, but at the same time, we're, we're just going for cash grabs nowadays. Yeah. So anyways, that's what fries my donuts. So this next donut that we are about to bring out of the box, I think this is going to be my personal favorite. This is the sprinkles donut. And this is basically our improv. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. Basically we have written down some accents that we are going to, uh, pull out of the hat and then we've written some situations and i don't know are you ready yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna shake them up pull them out of the hat and see what we get um all right so why don't you start with the accent let's see which accents we get first old man country voice old man i'm just gonna do old man voice okay so our accent is old man now give us shuffle up the scenarios waiting in an airport waiting in an airport okay awesome are you ready to do this yeah do you want to start or do you want me to start all right, go for it. So we are flying out on flight 1343. What time is the boarding time? Errol, I told you before we left home, we're on American Airlines 3730. Just like the Bible. John 3730. Wait, you said 3730? Yes, Errol, turn up your hearing aid. I told you 3730. Hold on now. When I'm looking at the big board, I don't see a 3730. Errol, it's there. It's there. I promise you, it's there. 3730. Put on your glasses. Oh, let me tell you something. You don't talk to me like that. Listen here, I've been putting up with you for 35 years. I just want to go to the Wetzel Pretzel. Wetzel Pretzel? You had Wetzel Pretzel before we left. I did not have no Wetzel Pretzel. Now tell me when I had that cheesy curly pretzel. You had it at 10 o'clock. You know why I know? Because Matlock was on. And you said, hey... I'm gonna, I've already seen this episode. I said, I know you've seen it, but Matlock's about to get the, the final cakes. It's the season finale. And you said, I'm going to Wetzel Pretzel. Matlock, you know I don't like that Matlock that Andy Griffith give me the creep. Yes, you do. You watch the Andy Griffith show with Barney, Gomer Pyle, Little Opie all the time. And you telling me you don't like Matlock. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. I don't watch no Matlock. Yes, you do. You watch Andy Griffith every day. It's back-to-back. It's Andy Griffith Telethon. I thought that was Columbo. No, no, that's not Columbo. That's Andy Griffith. Well, let me tell you something. The Wetzel Pretzel is just down the terminal now. You know what Margaret said about your caloric intake. You ain't been eating your fiber like you should. Who you been talking to talking about my caloric intake? Talking to your wife, Margaret. Who? Your wife, Margaret. She told me that boy ain't been pooping right. 
ain't been taking his fiber wood. Told you that. Yep. Told me before I left. She said, listen here, Jim. Make sure you take care of Daryl. He ain't been pooping right. Make sure. Make sure you eat some fiber ones. Don't take them no wet some pretzel. Call me old-fashioned, but let me tell you something. I don't like it when women be telling my business out there. All I'm saying is, next thing I know, she be telling me I need to go to the bathroom and put in something called a suppository. And I don't know what all that means. All I know is I want the Wetzel pretzel. Suppository? Ain't that where you deposit your, your, your CDs? I guess so. That's one of them newfangled things them kids be having nowadays. I see it on the TV, and it be talking about suppositories. And next thing I know, she's like, that's what you need. And I never think to ask, because then the TV show program comes back on. And I'm telling you, it's Columbo. I don't watch none of that no. Andy Griffith stuff. You watch Andy Griffith. You remember the episode where Andy Griffith tricked Barney, and Barney shot his foot, and Gomer came in, and Opie was screaming and said, Paul, Paul. You was over there crying like a little girl. You know who I don't like? I don't like that Opie Taylor. There's something about that boy. What are you talking about? You like Opie Taylor because you watch Happy Days. That, bo that boy was not in no Happy Days. Yes, he was. He was there with Fonzie and Potsy and Ralph Bauf. What flight are we on? We are on 3730. If you keep asking me that question one more time, I'm going to slap you upside your head. I hear Terminal D's got a Wetzel pretzel. I saw it Listen off the map. I ain't talking to you about no Wetzel pretzel. Now, I wonder if I got an aisle seat. Aisle seat? You know I like the aisle seat in case in case I gotta go to the bathroom. Well, who paid for the tickets? I'm getting the aisle seat. I thought I paid for the ticket. You know you're you know you're wearing one of those depends, so it don't matter if you don't make it to the bathroom. Listen now, what I want to do, I just want to go to the Dagum Wetzel Pretzel. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed that uh, that sprinkles at Improv. We sure enjoyed it. Uh, definitely <laughs> had to just go with the flow. There were some times where it was hard not to laugh, but. We made it through, uh, and so that brings us to our last donut that we're going to, sad, but we're going to bring it out. Our last donut that's coming out the box, Eclair, which is our final thought. So like an Eclair, uh, this show, we wanted at the end to be, you know, just filled with something positive, something good, you know. You know, I know we had the What Fries My Donuts, which was maybe a little bit of a downer or a rant, but we definitely want to encourage you guys. You know, we're, we're bringing our positivity and laughs, and so hopefully on this first episode, you know, you laughed and we made you think, and, you know, you, thanks for staying on the ride with us. So with that being said, do you want to start with your final thoughts? Absolutely. So my final thought um, <clears throat> is we, you know, I see so much negativity out there, and, um, you know, I was thinking the other day just about life, and the thing is, we, we live in a time that's uh, just unprecedented, you know, even 10 years ago, I couldn't imagine the kind of technology, uh, the different things that life has to offer. Um, and now times, I mean, 2021, we have so many things at the tip of our fingers. Um, 10 years ago, we couldn't order in besides, you know, pizza or something like that. Now we can order from an app on our phone, basically anywhere in town. And so the thing about it is, Make sure you're enjoying your life. Make sure that you're enjoying everything that it has to offer because, you know, who knows if life is going to get more stressful, things are going to happen, and this is your good times. You know, good times always happen um, when you least expect them. And so enjoy those moments, especially during the holidays, because life is important, but life is also temporary. And so the thing about life is we just need to enjoy all the times that we have, especially with friends, family, loved ones, any any group 
that you want to spend time with, just make sure that you spend it to the best of your ability and enjoy your time. Um, even if it is less than ideal circumstances, we can all enjoy our time uh, because chances are when you look back on these times, you won't for- remember the negative times, but you'll remember the positives. Man, that's definitely good. Um, I definitely agree with that. It's definitely uh, easy to get caught up in, in, the, in, the, in the race of life. And, you know, sometimes you definitely uh, think that your best days are ahead of you. But if you do that, then you miss, miss being in the moment. Um, but, um, my, my, my final thoughts for today is, um, just know your worth, you know, God made each one of us different and he gave us worth. You know, I tell people, um, you know, you're not a hamburger, you're, you're filet mignon. And if people aren't, if they have to ask what price it is, then it's too expensive for them. And, you know, um, you know, there is a limit of so much that you can take, but, you know, not just with relationships, but with, with friendships, if that person doesn't want to call you back, if that person doesn't want to text you back, um, if that person doesn't want to put in the effort to have a relationship or have a friendship with you, you know, don't, don't be so worried. Don't be so upset about it. You know, you know, your worth, your filet mignon, um, and the people that notice your worth, they're definitely willing to pay for it. Um, so, you know, you know, play you know, know your worth. Um, if she's, you know, talking down to you and, and not treating you, um, like the king you are, you know, know your worth. And I, every relationship goes through different things, you know, constantly um, driving up the wall and being ugly to you, you know, know your worth. And even with friendships, those people don't want to hang out with you. Don't get so upset. You know, I used to get so upset when people didn't want to hang out. And I thought that there was something wrong with me personally. But like I said, God made each and every one of us different. And life is too short to be worrying about, you know, who likes us and who doesn't like us. Because the people that genuinely know you, you know, they'll want to sit at your table. And so even if your table is, you know, two chairs and a little fold-up table, that's okay because you at least got one person. So definitely know your worth. So that's my final thoughts. And, you know, we appreciate you guys listening with us. Like they say, time flies when you're having fun. And we are towards the end of this podcast, sadly. But I think it's time to take this donut box out to the trash can. So why don't you tell them about trash can? Speaking awesome. Of that. So uh, trash can TV, or uh, as our website is, tvtrashcan.com is our newly launched website not just for our podcast but for our other works that we're going to have coming up Um, it's a future project but we wanted to go ahead and lay stake on it you know um, with how the world is nowadays if you don't jump on something somebody else will so we definitely wanted to jump on the website but we're going to use it for the podcast for the time being um, as our official home and everything like that so the podcast will be going up on tvtrashcan.com and that is tvtrashcan.com all lowercase no spaces no nothing just tvtrashcan.com and um, like us on facebook our page on facebook it's trashcan tv and then there's also our page on instagram trashcan.tv so go ahead and follow us on both and um, we will have details on uh, future publications, of course, our podcast, we schedule it for every Monday morning. Um, so this one will be going up on Monday morning, our inaugural one. I'm proud to say that we are working on getting it up to Spotify and Apple Podcasts so that we have uh, a little bit more broad range. Um, and you can listen to it any way you want. Um, but for the time being, it will be on our website. Uh, that's TV Trash Can. Definitely uh, check that out and help us out by again by uh, liking and sharing and subscribing, not just on our social media pages, but also on Spotify or Apple or whatever you listen to. And say that website for them one more time. 
TVTrashCan.com. And like we said, that is no spaces, uh, TVTrashCan.com. All right, man. Well, it's time to take this Donut Box podcast out to the trash can. So with that being said, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box podcast. And we thank you so much for listening. 